Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, I'm Alison Larkin, writer, comedian, narrator, and host of The Jane Austen Podcast. Join me as we embark on a journey through Austen's timeless stories, starting with Pride and Prejudice. The Jane Austen Podcast with Alison Larkin is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Wallentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the War Powers Act of 1973. So grab your authorized use of military force. And let's get civical. What it is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again now. War. Oh, good God, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> that was always my favorite part is when the singer's just like, good God, y'all. Good God, y'all. <laughs> what it is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Is the lyric really what it is it good for? What? I don't know. That's what it sounds like what when it I listen. Is it? War lyrics. What is it good for? Absolutely. Okay, not. it is what is it good for. But when you listen to it, it sounds, what is it good for? Yeah, he like holds that He holds for the a really long So time. this yeah, is literally me interpreting, okay, imitating the lead singer, who Edwin Starr. And and I think I did a really good job. You did a great job. What it is it good for? Listen to it. It's it's not, <laughs> he does not say, what is it good for? <laughs> what is it good Yeah, it's like the... <laughs> Uh, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Unless you're fighting the Nazis. And, the, and then and it's very fantastic. good for that. Very, very good, good for, for that. fighting yes, the Nazis. Yes. What is it good for? Fighting the Nazis. Yeah. For sure. This is Let's Get Typical. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Wallentowski. And I don't know if you've picked up on this, but today we're talking about war, specifically the War Powers Act. Y'all saw. What year? Um... Oh, it's in the bottom of my notes. It's in the part that talks about the war. Does, 1973. In this episode, we're talking about the War Powers Act of 1973. Yes. Why are we doing this? Well, quite frankly, because <laughs> it war is, is and was on the table yep. recently. We kind of started 2020 off with, are we Real strong. going to another war? Because if you, I mean, we're still at war. Yeah. We've just been in a war. And I think our saving war. grace that we're not, we aren't currently 
I feel like that sentiment has calmed down a little bit. And really, it's just because Iran royally fucked up and shot down yes. a consumer. Yes. B- yes. Iran was like, okay, so this is now my bad. Right. Uh, yeah. They're yeah. like, we, uh, you know, when you just like, you can't go to war with the United States because you shoot down a passenger plane. Like, bummer. It's a sucky Tuesday, man. You, like, I you hate that. shot your shot and it was the wrong shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it it was this moment of like that we've had over the past Iraq war um, where it's this I this sentiment of like who who gets who gets to do this? Right. It's supposed to be Congress. But then the president's also like, actually, like, what if I just send troops? Oops, 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 oops. You know, like and that's just the thing. So I'm glad we're talking about the War Powers Act because I feel like we should just get it on the books because you just never know these days. You just never know. You just simply you first know when North you Korea. might kill a general and start a war. Now it's Iran. I mean, jeez Louise. So guys, buckle in. Slap on your 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 parachutes because we're going to war. We're going to war. All right. So we're going to talk first about like what's actually in the Constitution. Oh, uh, let's start. I know. Because it is in there. It sure Wars in there. And they did give it some thought. Oh, my God. And you know what? That's very unlike them. Very that unlike. That is very unlike them. Usually unlike they them. give a sentence and or nothing. Right. And for that, we say thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> so a young congressman whom you might have heard of, I don't know, a little old name. His name was Abraham Lincoln. Uh, more like Babraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Sexy. I love a man in a top Oh, hat. my God. He was very dapper. He, I'm sorry, he did not have to like go all out every day, but he knew that he was hot in like a weird way. Like he mm. was the Bill Skarsgård of his day, if you really think about it. Oh, like kind of serial killer vibe, but right. like I'm in it, you know, I'm into it. Right. The top hat with the beard. Yeah. Super it's sexy like, for you. you know, yeah. like if your man has a big top hat, then that means he has a big, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sorry, I'm like. <laughs> I just, I'm I'm in the process of moving, so I'm delirious, un- unsteady. This this planets are in chaos for this me is right also now. The second episode that we've re- that we're recording today, and she, you guys, Lizzie really held it together. Oh my god, I was so professional, guys. The you first have episode. no idea. And now I'm about to lose my She's, absolute mind. Okay, so it's well, double trouble. War and war is bad, but fun. You know, it's fun to talk about. It's fun to talk about war. We have a lot of opinions. Yes. Especially when we're starting off with a young congressman named Abraham Lincoln. Babraham like, come on. <laughs> okay. Super sick, sick. What did Abraham Lincoln okay. say? Abraham Lincoln said of um, of Congress's power to declare war that, quote, kings had always been involving and impoverishing their people in wars, pretending generally, if not always, that the good of the people was the object. This, our constitutional convention understood to be the most oppressive of all kingly oppressions, and they resolved to so frame the Constitution so that no no one man could hold the power of bringing this oppression upon us. Which, Talk dirty to me. I know, right? Yeah. sentence I've ever uh, seen. The most oppressive <laughs> of all kingly oppressions? Oh, my God. From now on, when I'm mad at you, Arden, I'm gonna say you are the you're being the most oppressive of all kingly oppressions right now, and I am done. I am doing done. Oh yes, babe. Yeah. So he that's his take on it, and I have to say that that's that comes from the House Archives. That was something that he said, but I, I also feel like that's a pretty accurate statement. They were yeah. There was a whole debate about what they wanted the language to be. Should they be allowed to make war? Declare <laughs> it? Have it? Have it? see it, Run it. it like they there was a lot of for debate 
Yeah. So as of August 1787, the founding fathers still had not decided where to vest the powers of declaring Look, war. They were really torn up over. about it. Yeah. Spend a day, a week, a month figuring out who. Right. For who can we do, you know? For who? Because they, they didn't want it to be a kingly thing, but they also were nervous about vesting that power in a branch of government that was so large that sure. coming to, to decide, like, to get a, a body. Could you imagine if, like, like, the Congress cannot decide that the day is Wednesday. No. If Congress had Not, to decide no. that we are somebody is attacking us and we need to have a an immediate response mm -hmm. they were worried that that immediate response would not be so quick and that something sure. that could be bad for the country sure slow on the uptake yes yes <laughs> but they there, were, there was this like widespread fear that placing the hands in or placing the power to declare or make war in the office of the executive aka the president that it would create a monarch, which, yeah. as we've talked about before, was like a major fear Problemo. for them. Yeah, I love the I love the founding fathers because they sort of shared the sentiment that I live my sort of now twenty twenty life in, which is trust no bitch. Mm. You know what I mean? You mm. can only trust yourself. That's true. Because you you know you, but mm. you don't know them. That's so true. Or the goat. Or the goat. You know, mm -hmm. so trust no bitch. Look, I don't like the goat's good now. The goat seems like he's chill. He's with it. He's like, yeah, no kings. Uh, peace, love, war, you know, but like he could change. Power changes. people. Yeah, it really does. The it goat, does. he got a little power hungry. I feel I'm sure. Like. Yeah. yeah. Where is he now? We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Anyways. So, yeah. So that's the, the basic, you know, plot point the basic impetus sure for, like, where we're coming from yeah. with this war powers act goes all the way back to the constitution oh sure 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 and which lizzie is going to right oh my off. god uh yeah so we're gonna i'm just gonna i'm gonna speak the words of our forefathers speak the speech i'm gonna speak the speech i pray you tippingly on the my tongue, tongue. And so this is coming from We Know It, We Love It, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 1. Let's uh. pull it out. And there it is. And so this is what it says. <laughs> the Congress shall have power to provide for the common defense and general welfare of the United States. <laughs> That's my ye old founding father's voice. That's what I think they sounded like. Just it's also a really great Mitch McConnell. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> um, okay. And the and then it goes on further. Article one, section eight, clauses eleven through sixteen say the following. <laughs> the Congress shall have power <clears throat> to declare war, grant letters of marquee and reprisal, and make rules conquering captures on land and water. <laughs> to raise... <laughs> I'm committing to this. <laughs> to raise and support armies, but no appropriation of money to use... <laughs> shall... To... To, <laughs> to that use... <laughs> Shall be for uh for a longer term than two years <laughs> to provide and maintain a navy <laughs> to make rules for the government and regulation of the land and naval forces <laughs> to provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union, suppress in insurrections and repeal invasions repel. 
Repel invasions? I've made that mistake before. <laughs> okay, last one. Here we go. <laughs> and to provide for organizing, arming, and disciplining the militia and for governing such part of them as may be employed <laughs> in the service of the United States, <laughs> reserving <laughs> to the states respectively the appointment of off of the officers <laughs> and <laughs> And the authority of training the militia according to the discipline prescribed by Congress. <laughs> That's called committing to the bit. That was excellent. Excellent. I started committing to the reading bit. and thought, wow, there's a long way to go. How's <laughs> your throat? It's great. It's great. So there's a lot in here. There's a lot in there. Yeah. What we learned from that is that we put a lot down. So let's kind of, I think we should go through this yep. really quick. So the first thing that the Constitution says is that the Congress shall have power to declare war. Like it, the Congress shall have right there power to declare war. Those yeah. are the words that are written on the page. Right there. Right there. Um, they can also do letters of marquee and reprisal and make rules conquering captures on land and water. We love it. Yeah. Get them um, pirates. You decide what you, to do with you, them. If you catch them, it's catch up you to a you. pirate. It catch is up you to a pirate. you. Um, they also Congress has the power to raise and support armies, but they can't do it for long. They can't raise money. Uh, they can't fund it for fund longer it for than longer than two, two years. years. Yeah, love that. Yeah, they they get to provide and maintain a navy for the pirates. For the pirates. For the pirates. They were like, I don't know pirates? what we're doing on land, but I know at sea. At sea, we we've need got a navy. A problem. Um, and then after that, they can make rules for government and regulation of the land and naval forces. Yeah. They're like, we can make a navy and then we can regulate it. Yeah. And we can come up with the rule books. Uh, they can provide for calling forth the militia to execute the laws of the union. So Congress can be like, yo, militia, go execute the laws of the union. I also just, this is not what we're talking about today. But when you said the word militia, I was like, where have we seen that before? Ah, yes. It well is regulated. in the second, the second amendment, the well, well regulated militia. Yeah. It's so clear. It's militia. That they meant people to have guns to be in the militia. The they militia people to keep the British from coming. Because they couldn't afford to like give everybody weapons. No. And people had weapons we didn't because have, people like, hunted. We didn't and have like bread. You know, like there were, it was, we were living off of like, you know, b barley and, and, and tobacco. And Jamestown and barley was very muddy. Quickly. You need a gun to catch the barley. That was a bad joke. Wait, <laughs> what? I literally... <laughs> I'm so sorry that uh, you said that. I don't know what that is called. B barley? Is Isn't barley a plant? Yes, that's why it's funny. <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Keep going. Keep that going. Was what you're doing. That was a mom joke. That's fine. That's um, fine. You are raising me. <laughs> <laughs> Fully. Mom number three. Oh, um, yeah, but I feel like just let's just flag that they also talk about militia yes, here. Uh, they use the same word and they clearly mean. A fighting force. A fighting force against people who are coming at who us. Who are coming are at British. us who are not Americans. And therefore, the Second Amendment is supposed to be for people to have guns to yes. fight in said militia. Yes. Not to own an armory in their garage. In their garage. For personal use. Anyway. Yes. Okay. So they can call forth the militia. And then they can also provide organizing, arming, disciplining the militia. Mm -hmm. And governing such part of them as may be employed in the service of the United States. Yep. So literally, like, I can call you and then I can be like, yo, here's your weapons. Yep. Here's the plan. Let's go. It's us. Be them. Yeah. 
And that's, that's Congress. That's Congress. That All is that literally is Congress. Congress. Yeah. We're not making it up. That's what the Constitution says. So the Founding Fathers gave Congress and only Congress the power to declare war. They were reluctant to co- um, to consecrate too much. Concentrate? <laughs> consecrate. <laughs> I'm sure they could consecrate if they Okay. Didn't. They were reluctant to concentrate too much influence in the hands of too few. And therefore, they placed the power to declare war in the hands of the larger legislative body directly elected by the people. Because remember, at the time, the Senate was not directly elected by the people. No, it they was were like, elected uh, by the state legislatures, yeah. which was obviously very problematic. Sure, of course. They denied the office of the president such authority to go to war unilaterally. If America was going to survive as a republic, they reasoned, declarations of war required careful debate in open forums among the public's representative. They said it, not me. That comes directly from the House Archives. House Archives. Our friends, the House Archives. Mm -hmm. They're literally like, literally, they did not give this to the president at all. Not even a little bit. Not even a sneeze. Like, nothing. Nothing. You get nothing. Yep. So James Madison and Elbridge Jerry, he is my best friend, had very strong opinions about this matter. So for Jerry, giving a single office the entirety of the country's war powers contradicted the goals of a republic. And he and Madison proposed a very quick edit, replacing make with declare so that the Constitution would read, quote, Congress shall have the power to declare war. Yeah. The change codified congressional authority, but made the clause flexible enough to enable the president to defend the country during emergencies. Okay. The delegates worried that Congress would be out of session or would act too slowly if foreign forces invaded America. I mean, that's I mean, I guess it's valid. You know, it's like it's a valid it takes 49 hours to get, you know, down the street for them. So, right. Again, imagine it's like the the French hit and we're like, oh, shoot. shoot I'm ever, in. Get in the buggy. I'm in Massachusetts. Just bring the kid. Bring the kid. We got to go right now. <laughs> and it's just like click, clop, click, clop, click, clop, click, clop. OK. And so despite the resolve to dilute executive power, they gave the office an implied authority to make war, quote, as an insurance policy of sorts for America's security. Goody. Yeah. It's just literally, I'm like, guys, you had to write the first time. You had to write the first time. But they also, like, they left the window open for the president to make an emergency decision, but they also then didn't give any kind of... I mean, what the War Powers Act tries to do is, like, solidify this. Yeah. Like, at what point does it become a non-emergency? Right. At what point do you need Congress's approval to continue? Right. And they didn't answer any of those questions. That, uh, of again, because they had George Washington, who was a general. Right. And they They're were like, like George's on the yard. He's on the yard always talking have to the tree. George. His mouth is full of wood. Like He'll never like, die. He's like, is George going to make an impulsive decision? No. no. Who could- he's, he's making liquor because he's bored. He's bored. The he's white, hobbying. The white he's hobbying. The white landed men will make good decisions yes. for the country. Yes. This George. is not a debate. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Why worry when you have George with his head full of wood? Poor Crazy. George. Poor George. Uh, shout out to George. So, but the problem, of course, is what is war? <laughs> right? Like what do we call what is war? war? Who am I? What Who does it are mean? you? What are we all what doing, we doing here? Love I love it. I literally, <laughs> one of my Instagram stories today was me yelling at the MTA, but the poor MTA people who deal with my wrath. 
I love but it. But I literally took a screenshot of our conversation and just said, it war. And I was like, it's not really. It's a war of words. It is not a literal war. But like, it's what is it? What is a war? What is a war? You know. Tell me what a war is. Killing a general? Is. is that a war move? Like, that seems war movie seems to me. Seems warlike. Mm-hmm. Getting war vibes. Getting war vibes from that action. But then, you know, the, the founding fathers were like, well, there's a difference. Make war, declared war. Great. So if Congress is the only one who can declare war... Why have the longest wars in our nation's history been undeclared? Uh, exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Iraq. Hi. Hey. Hi, Iraq. We see you. Don't hey, you think hey, we yo. forgot about you? So sorry for Oh, my invasion. goodness. Just because Iran's getting the attention right now does not mean that we forgot about you. Mm-hmm. We know you're still happening. Congress has not declared war since 1942. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, and we've had 97 wars yep. since then. Arguably, that's an exact number. Yep. The okay, so since ni- since 1789, Congress has declared war 11 times. It seems so little it's considering so how many times we fought. It's so few, so few. So since 1789, Congress has declared war 11 times against against 10 countries. Perfect. During five separate conflicts. Perfect. First, uh, the first time was Great Britain. Pop they declared the war against Great Britain. Love it. Seems appropriate. Yeah, they were like, we just did the Revolutionary just... War, and honestly, I'm not over it. No. So let's the, go to war in 1812. The British came back in the War of 1812, and <laughs> the United States was like, no, no, no. We have an answer no, to this. No. It's called war, bitches. Uh-uh. We figured this out. We mm-hmm. got organized. We wrote shit on parchment. Mm-hmm. Come at me. Come at me. Come at me. We still got France. Boom. Oh. Mexico in 1846. Yeah. The war with Mexico. Mm-hmm. Spain, uh, 1898. Spanish-American War, also known, known as the War of 1898. Great. I don't think I anybody think calls American it that. War I think it's so the Spanish-American better. War. For sure. Germany, uh, 1917, World War One. Thank you, Germany. Austria-Hungary, 1917, World War One. Yeah. Japan, 1941, World War Two. Yep. Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor. Fuck you very much. Germany, 1941, Italy, 1941, Bulgaria, 1942, Hungary, 1942, and Romania, 1942. All of those, World War II. Yeah. So the the majority of times that we've declared war has been... World War II. World War II. Yeah. And... The ba- then if you add in the First World War, it's the Great Wars the, the, when yeah. we've declared actual yeah. war. So in each of these 11 instances, the president appealed to Congress for authorization either in person or before a joint session or in a written request. They were like, Congress, we get this. This is your jam. They just bombed us down in uh, Pearl Harbor. Yeah. Can we go solve Can we this go problem? Back? And Congress was like, God bless. God, God let's go. Get yours. Instead of declaring war in modern times, Congress has passed authorizations of the use of military force. Vague. So now, yeah. Vague, vague, vague. And there's a big difference. Like, I mean, Rachel Maddow wrote like a whole book about this, but there's a difference between like declaring war and the country, like everybody we as a country have declared war. Mm-hmm. We're all rationing. We're all sacrificing. We're working in factories. Things are happening. To, like the war is touching our life, our yeah. life in some way, shape, or form that makes it personal. And we have a vested interest in winning this war and supporting right. the effort. Right. As opposed to like now we're for the last almost like 80 years. It's insane that 1942 is like 80 years ago. Oh my god. That really puts it in perspective. <laughs> puts it in perspective. But that like now we're using, you know, the the authorization of the use of military force is just you can send the troops and there's yeah. no it doesn't there requires no sacrifice of the general public. Right. Except to the few people 
who are like who family members of military who are family members of military and the people who are going to the military are like the people who need to be in the military if yeah. you don't need to be if it's not a tradition in your family or you don't need the the income and the training and the free education like there are very few people who go right into the military which was what which is why we started the whole thing with Abraham Lincoln talking about that that kind of oppression is like the greatest oppression. Yeah. Like you're you're enlisting people to serve in a war. You know, it should be a war of the country, not right. just of the people who need that job to right. serve. Right. Exactly, right. Okay, let's talk let's talk about her. Let's talk about the War Powers Act. Mm-hmm. Um these notes are from history.com which we love and WAPO uh a WAPO article written by Amber Phillips. So thank you to Amber. Uh the War Powers Act was enacted in 1973 and an override of President Nixon's veto. I love that. They're yep. like, you're going to veto? Cool. Here's a full act. Yep. The act is also called the War Powers Resolution. So we love when there's two names for the same you can thing. Call it's it my either. favorite thing. thing. Fun fact, the authorization use of military force don't end with administrations, which love that. Yeah. So if you think about it, like Bush started the war in Iraq. Yeah. Obama carried it on. And then still, like, they try and continue, like, there's an authorization for these particular movements. But even Obama was like, it's related to Iraq because, Mm -hmm. you know, the different things that he did. And so under the War Powers Act law... There are only three circumstances which the president can order military forces into ongoing or imminent hostilities. So the first one is when Congress has declared war. The second one is when Congress has provided specific statutory statutory authorization to do so. Or three, there is a national emergency created by attack upon the United States, its territories or possessions, or its armed forces. Yeah. Cool. This, uh, the War Powers Act was passed in response to President Truman's involving troops in Korea and President Kennedy, Johnson, and Nixon's involving troops in Vietnam. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you can't, the fact, this is obviously a response to Vietnam because people are finally seeing what's happening and the fact that we're in Vietnam doing what for who, for why. Yeah. And which only, which came after, yeah. And that had come after Korea when, you know, we basically did the same thing. Right. And now here we are in 1973 and people are finally like, no, absolutely not. Hold on. Absolutely not. What? What? We yeah. have to end this. We're at war, but we haven't declared it. And people are like, we were doing experiments on our citizens who are serving in this war, quote war for us. Yeah. Like, this is insane. Yeah. There were also revelations that Nixon had been conducting secret bombings on Cambodia without congressional approval. Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So he was like, there's a war happening over here. But like, pay let's, attention to that. Yeah. War. Don't bomb, listen to bomb, the bomb behind bomb. the curtain. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nixon. Mm-hmm. Nixon vetoed the War Powers Act, saying it was, quote, unconstitutional and dangerous <laughs> and an undue check on his powers as commander in chief. He's like, what are you doing this for? You're clearly you're, you're acting up and lashing out. Yeah. This is my Nixon. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Come on. I'm not doing it. It's Vietnam. They're dangerous. Communism. <laughs> Communism. It's undo. It's undo. It's undo. This check is undo. Uh-uh. <laughs> don't draw. No, thank you. <laughs> I'm mess- not a crook. Uh. No, I'm not a crook. God, you're so stupid. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, 
In a message accompanying his veto, Nixon argued that the resolution, quote, what attempt to take away by a mere legislative act authorities which the president has properly exercised under the Constitution for almost 200 years. So, okay, you're going after me. What about, I don't know, Jefferson? What about Washington? What about John Quincy Adams? Uh, <laughs> Andrew Jackson? Heard of him? <laughs> John Tyler? <laughs> Nobody talked to him. <laughs> this is my new favorite thing. <laughs> oh, I told you. Okay. I just, I, this is like, I can't even. It's like, it's like, Nixon, you're, <laughs> you're video, you're recording everything. Yeah. You're literally like doing illegal stuff left and right. Like, we can't get you to like not do a crime. So, like, <laughs> this is not a good time for you to be like saying these things, you right. know? Oh, okay. Let's say, okay, the War Powers Act is a congressional resolution designed to limit the U.S. president's ability to in- initiate or escalate military actions abroad. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Among other restrictions, the law requires that presidents notify Congress after deploying the armed forces and limits how long units can remain engaged without congressional approval. It also sets out reporting requirements for the chief executive, including the responsibility to notify Congress within 48 hours whenever military forces are introduced into hostilities or into situations where imminent involvement in hostilities is clearly indicated by the circumstances. So you have to, like, prove... Yeah. This is important. You have to prove that there's danger afoot. Yes. That there is danger. That we're not just like, I don't know. Let's kill the general. Right. And that the the danger could continue. Right. Right. That like literally, if we don't act within the next 48 hours, American lives will be lost. Right. And we need to deploy people. We need to put people... We need boots on the ground. We need boots on the ground. Or we need uh, we need things in the air. We mm-hmm. need some kind of attack force. Something is going to happen if we... Bad things will happen if we don't fight back. Exactly right. If that is the situation, then you need to tell Congress. Go and you forth. have 48 hours to do oh, it. Yeah, that's... I Like, I, I wish I had 48 hours to do anything. I know. That's so much time. That's so much time. Okay. The law also stipulates that, the pres- that presidents are required to end foreign military actions after 60 days unless Congress provides a declaration of war or an authorization for the operation to continue. There is a 30-day extension available after the 60 days if the president certifies in writing that such time is needed for safely removing of U.S. forces from hostilities. Yeah. So you basically have a total of 90 days. Yeah. To continue whatever for whatever you're doing, yeah. But part of those thirty, part of those ninety days should be getting the people, getting our people out. Right. The act uh, in recent history is more often used as a political tool that allows Congress to criticize a president about the prosecution of a war, rather than being put to use effectively for its intended purpose. Love that. So I love how Congress is just like not being helpful with it. You know. Right. They're not dealing with like. Let's talk about why you want to go to war. Sure. What is about this? Sure. This Where's country, this coming from? This conflict. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. Have a yeah. seat. Have a seat. Have here's a seat. A here, here's a glass let's of water. Let's talk <laughs> about it. Yeah. They don't do that. Whether they are like the argument has become about whether like who has the power to do it. Like it be like they don't want to talk about the issue. They don't want to talk about you know does the president even have the right to do that? Yeah. Love that for them. Yeah. The uh, yeah members of Congress often end up arguing whether or not the president of the United States is in violation of the War Powers Act rather than taking a real stance on military or security situations at hand. Yeah. 
Sounds very much like Yield Congress. Yield Congress. Thank you. Hello. We're going to take a quick break to hear a little word from our sponsors. Hey, Lizzie. Hey, Arden. Do you know what happened today? What happened today? Tell me. We got a new sponsor. (gasps) I know. Who is it? Who is it? Insane. It's a super fun company called Ballsy Brand. What's Ballsy Brand? Oh my God, I'll tell you. Ballsy Brand is a fun, playful, never boring brand. Makes everyday products that are engaging for both men and women to talk about. High quality products made in the USA free of parabens, sulfates, and synthetic dyes. Focus on below the belt care. (gasps) I know. Okay, you know, I simply love that. And because I also feel like we are fun, playful, and never boring as well. Women love their products or their guys because it's something fun to talk about. And the fact that they are high quality, including essential oils and plant extracts. That's insane. I know. And if you are looking for something to get a significant other or a friend or literally anybody in your life who feels like this might be great for them, they have a gift set called the I'm Nuts About You gift set. And it includes ball wash, which is an activated charcoal wash packed with essential oils and plant extracts. They have nut rub, which is solid cologne for keeping your boys below and full body smelling fresh. And it comes in six fragrances, by the by. Oh, thank God. And finally, it'll come with a sack spray, which is a portable deodorizing spray. Great for freshening up on the go. It's perfect for a gym bag after workouts when there is no shower. And if that's not what your vibe is, there's also another gift, the Your Incredibles Heart Box, which includes three nut rub solid colognes, including a limited edition Valentine's Day only scent, Drift and Dunes. Our friends at Ballsy have offered a promo code for our listeners just for you, and we would love for you to take advantage of it. The retail price is $45. The coupon code is 20% off, 20% off $45. So our dear listeners, the code is CIVICAL20, that's civical two zero CIVICAL20. We'll get you 20% off. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome back. We're going to jump right back into our discussion on the War Powers Act. Presidents, this will shock you. Don't don't fall out of your chair. I'll try not to. Presidents have often overstepped the War Powers Act. <laughs> I know. That's me falling out of my chair. <laughs> <laughs> and tumbling and rolling around I, many I times. Fall, I fell down a flight of it stairs was, as well. <laughs> it was rough. It was rough. One of the first major challenges to the War Powers Act came in 1981 when President Ronald Reagan deployed military personnel to El Salvador without consulting or submitting a report to Congress. Run! He didn't run, do run. his homework. He Honey, sent troops yeah. to El Salvador. That's so like, you can't uh, trickle down this, okay? Come on. Come on. <laughs> I read. <laughs> There's no trickle down reporting. No, 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 no. You gotta tell people you if you're gonna go to war. If you see something, say something. Like, literally, let's go. <laughs> And then in 1999, President Bill Clinton continued a bombing campaign in Kosovo beyond the 60-day time limit cited in the law. So he was like, yeah, I see that. And I just feel like we should keep doing this. Yeah. Because. We're like already in it. Like We're in it. Like if we leave, like it could be What's 65 days, right? Right. You know. Right. Mm -hmm. 65, 80, 100, 10 years. Like it's all the same. 
A more recent uh, War Powers Act dispute arose in 2011 when President Barack Obama initiated a military campaign in Libya without congressional authorization. Yeah, I remember that. I remember Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And also, I feel like that, like we ousted Gaddafi, right? Mm-hmm. That was the yeah. Oh yeah, we did a whole. And then we left a big mess because, like, yeah, that was that's like, like a our dictatorial dictatorial infrastructure. But that was all that they had. Yeah, and so we're just like, you know what? We're just gonna blow this up, and then we're gonna leave, and then what it's gonna do is create a vacuum, and right. it's gonna cause ISIS. This is why I am not for blowing up the system because I feel like if you blow up the system and you've got no well, yeah, support I mean, structure just like, in place, especially it's like I don't know. It, we I'm need to have a reason. The problem is, is we haven't had a strong reason to be anywhere for a very long time. Yep. And, you know, like people will cite Iraq as being a response to 9-11, but we did not go after the the people responsible for they were 9-11. Saudis. They were majority Saudis. Yeah, yeah. We did not go after that. Iraq was not that. You know, like that was a whole other and that's been proven. Like it just came out. The report just came out about the Iraq war and how like the American people were completely misled about why we were going there. And of course, because of all the craziness that's been going on right now, nobody's like batting an eye. Like it's just become accepted that we know everybody knows now that we had no business being in Iraq. You know, we were just like, ah, Saddam. Bad. Bad guy. He's a bad guy. He's a bad Shut, guy. Like, like not, not shutting a deer for Saddam, but I'm just like, we the, had some bad eggs up in the government who made some very poor choices. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's how I feel. Sorry. Don't apologize. I won't. For your feelings. We shouldn't be in Iraq. Don't ever apologize for your feelings. I won't. Why? Because I'm, I'm dick next, son. And I don't want to apologize to anybody for anything. <laughs> I'm not a crook. <laughs> oh, <Mm-mm. laughs> I'm not a cock. Okay. Um, Congress can at any time approve a concurrent resolution, which does not require a presidential signature, directing the president to remove American forces from hostilities beyond U.S. borders, as long as war has neither been declared nor authorized. Great. We love an, did, an exit strategy. Yeah, I didn't realize that we had that. Sure. Well, we just don't have the, the, the Congress would be like, no. No, no, Bring no. Hey, hey, we get over here. Get over here. I swear to God, you come on. Come on. It's time to come home. It is time to come home. Do if you make me down. say it again, I swear you will go right to your room. If I have to use your middle name, you will not like it. Oh my god, true. True. Wow, I'm yelling. I'm yelling. Oh my god. You can yell. I can yell. That's all I do. That's all uh, I bring to the table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Congress can call them back. If they could get the votes passed in a concurrent resolution, obvi, this would never happen. Love it. Because that's the days of your days of your your and yesteryear. The opposite party in power. What in, so what ends up happening with the uh, the War Powers Act is that the opposite party in power, like if the president is a Democrat and the Republicans control a chamber or whatever, um, or a chamber of Congress or both, then they'll uh, they challenge the president's power to like take the actions that they are taking. And they say that the president has like violated the War Powers Act or they have like the power to declare war as Congresses. So how could you possibly course, send course. troops to X country? You didn't come to us. You didn't tell us mm-hmm. we need you need our approval. And that's kind of become like it's become predictable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, everybody it's it's like everybody does it. And the Congress is like, Wah. and then, you know, the other side of the aisle does it. And the Congress is like, Wah. and yeah. it's like, I don't like it. I give you. Yeah. You're all misbehaving miscreants. Yeah. I mean, I'm generally not, like, 
I don't adhere to the argument that like both sides are equally or like just as bad as the other. Like I don't like in general subscribe to that, but I do think in this case, yeah, both parties do both things. They yeah. both go to war undeclared and they mm-hmm. like, you know, and then, uh, par- you know, presidents yeah. of both parties have like taken advantage of yeah. the authorizations of the yeah. use of military I mean, we force listed, to continue the campaigns yeah, that were started Republicans before their presidency. Yeah. 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 So, for example, to give you an example of this, 10 House members filed a lawsuit designed to block the Obama administration from further participation in the war against Libya in 2011, along numerous other members of Congress, including Republican House Speaker at the time, John Boehner of Ohio, says, hi, Ohio. They said that Obama was in violations of the War Powers Act. So they literally, like, they sued. And they're like, you stop it. The administration. Stop it. Yeah. You can't do what we did two years ago. Stop it. Stop it. It's not good for you. It's not good for you. It's not good for uh, you. No. You can't do that. I'm not not a direct descendant of Richard Nixon. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I don't have anything to back that up. But, like, vibe-wise, it would explain the chaos of my <laughs> life. If somebody told me tomorrow, hey, you're related to Richard Nixon, I'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, my God. That's it. That's it. That's why. That's it. And then I would have clarity. It's like when you find out, forward. like, serial killers, like, they're adopted sure like this explains yeah, course, so much yes. and you were dropped on your head oh my god this explains i so mean much. look how much i record mm-hmm. you do record a lot it's not a it's not a paternity test but it's close it's close what you dick. do you record here you do a lot of instagram oh stories. my god i put everything on put like everything i hope on. i never get in trouble it's you could prove anything against me at this point don't uh, fbi stop listening <laughs> <laughs> so has the war powers act work so the, con- the founding fathers were like, that we got it. This is it. Congress declares war, but the president can make war in some emergency circumstances. Mm-hmm. Full stop. Okay. And then in 1973, Congress was like, okay, 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 okay. We've had enough. We're done. Of We're done this with this. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. We need some rules. And they set forth some rules. And basically since then, basically every presidential administration at some point has flew in the face of those violated the violated those yeah yeah, the war powers act to be like we're actually not gonna abide by that whether it's like not sending the report not pulling out the troops they're just not feeling it they just don't really like that this isn't me this isn't me i don't see myself in this right so what does that mean what are the implications like what what does this all mean in practicum so we can talk about iran as an example and because even though there is a lull in activity right now uh, right, I feel like because Iran shot down the plane. Iran and they were like, the plane. "Let's go on the DL for now." Right. It was like they shut down the plane, and they were like, I, "We we we're so sorry. We're, like, we're totally forgiven about the general." Yeah, just, yeah. Like, yeah. We, <laughs> cool. Here's another. Like, <laughs> right. We're good. We're good. The situation hasn't resolved itself. So, this is coming from the Hill, William uh, by William Smith, who's a opinion contributor from David Welna or Velna, maybe. I don't know, depending on David's lineage, could be a Welna and a Velna. Love that. From NPR. So, quote, both houses, both the House and Senate resolutions in regards to Iran to prohibit military attacks on Iran have little chance of restricting the ability of the executive branch to do so. So they're like trying to rein him in, but it's not really working because we've now seen over the past, like, what, 40 years? Right. That, like... You can put stuff in writing. The president doesn't have to, doesn't listen to it. And yeah. we haven't given ever, there have been no repercussions. Exactly like, right. Yeah. Like Reagan isn't in jail for violating no, the war no, powers. No, he sure like, isn't. 
you know, like what have we done to the, to the people who have violated it? Nothing. And so yeah. they will continue to do so. And while the House resolution is designed to trigger the authority of the decades-old War Powers Act, the executive branch will certainly ignore it, while the Senate resolution will certainly be killed by a presidential veto. Yeah, and so, we like don't to override a veto at this point. We don't have it. We don't have we bear we don't have numbers to pass a bill. We don't we don't have bills on the floor. Like no. there's nothing happening. The no. Senate is a graveyard. It's a gra- It's a graveyard. SCOTUS has avoided taking up the War Powers Act case. Like I love when they do that. I know they I love when they do it. that. I love when they do that. Love it so much. I think they did it recently too, and I couldn't find the information on it. So if somebody it like came up as a notification on my phone, and then I couldn't, I don't know, in like a search of the Google, I couldn't find that thing again. So if somebody has that, send it know. to us. But in 2000, the Supreme Court turned back a challenge brought by a group of 31 members of Congress who complained that U.S. participation in a bombing campaign in Yugoslavia violated the act. So Congress tried. They were like, here, here's the paper. Someone like, do something. This is the law. And mm-hmm. the pre- this guy, the president, is violating this paper Bombing that we like Yugoslavia, we, said, we did it we did the work we did the work and he's not holding up his end of the bargain and the supreme court was like no this is your mess we're good you clean it up we're good yep. we're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna make sure that gays don't serve in the military that's what we're doing that's today we're gonna do today i can't do war powers today sorry no. busy Congress can express its displeasure about a war by cutting off funds. I'm displeased. <laughs> I'm dis. No more money for you, my ungrateful son. You don't get any more you money. You don't get your inheritance. That you're out of the will. You can still have your Ferrari. You can keep the winter house. <laughs> you can keep the cottage by the sea, and that's it. You don't get a penny more from me. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, good. express your displeasure. Yeah. I express it every day. I know. That's what Instagram, that's what Twitter is. Twitter yeah, is. is expressing your displeasure. Exactly right. That's exactly it. right. That's it. That's why I can't, I I try and go back on the Twitter. I feel like every six months I have a rebirth of like, I should get back on the Twitter. Yeah. And then I'm like, this is a cesspool. And I abandon it. I can't. I can't. It yeah. makes me so it gives me anxiety. Uh, speaking like, of Twitter, it, that is relevant to this. Um, you know how the president has to submit like a written thing of like I'm I do, I'm using military force to Congress. Yeah. yeah. And President Trump tweeted his thing of like let this be the written notice to Congress that we're going to war with Iran or whatever the tweet was. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like oh my god, the War Powers Act certainly did not mean Twitter. <laughs> no. It was that moment of everybody was like what. <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> but it was this crazy thing. I was Didn't, like, I'm so sorry. What? What? And then somebody, like some government office, we should find it. Like some government agency, like retweeted that and was like, let it be known that this is not an appropriate. No. <laughs> like completely, like this is not the, what we meant. <laughs> Definitely relevant to here. Definitely relevant to her. So Congress can express its displeasure about the you know ensuing. The war. war, even though it's not called a war, by cutting off funds. But because the Department of Defense is so very large mm-hmm. and so very extensive, mm-hmm. a war like the one that Obama started in 2011 uh, when we invaded Libya, or I guess invaded Libya is the correct term, um, can be handled basically out of petty cash. And Perfect. that's not my words. Those are NPR's words. Love that. Yes. We can just get some petty cash. David's words from NPR. Just submit a petty cash request. Yeah. Go to war with Libya. 
Thank Can you imagine? You. I love, I mean, like, filling out, we've all filled out petty cash requests, right? Sure, it's yeah. like, I need $10 for this thing. Yeah. And I need for a cab. Like, I'm like, okay, $100 petty cash is that too much? Okay, yeah. great. Thank you so much. Trillions of dollars in petty yeah, cash. Just 1.5 trillion. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you can do it in 20s, that'd be amazing. It'd be amazing. <laughs> the the trucks <laughs> are right outside. Thank you. Presidential administrations often try to skirt the law. We've talked about this. Yeah. The Obama administration's argument uh, in regards to Libya was that NATO was in charge and there weren't any U.S. ground troops in Libya. So, therefore, the U.S. was not at war in the sense sure. covered by the law. We're in the air. <laughs> We're not on the ground. <laughs> a technicality, Obama. Like technicality. We're, there are no boots, so therefore it's not a war. Uh, we're just boots are not on the ground. Killing. From the air. We just happen to be flying by. Yeah. Relax. Happen to be in the neighborhood. Yeah. Thought thought we could I'd stop by. Let off a bomb. Yeah, not a great justification. No. From BO. No. So yeah. So one of the many ways that presidents try and skirt oops. Try and skirt the um the intent of the War Powers Act. Experts largely agree that lawmakers over the years have let their dur- jurisdiction over declaring war slip over to the executive branch. So well, like, sure, yes, yes, because they <laughs> haven't like they haven't done anything to reprimand the executive office when they have overstepped. And so, mm-hmm. if you don't, you know, if you don't ever, if your child paints on the walls and you don't tell them, no, Stop. we don't paint on walls. That's not what Here's we do. Here's a piece of paper. Yes. This Draw is on that paint. <laughs> if you don't ever tell the child that, then of course they're going to think they can paint like, on the walls. The uh, walls are my canvas. Reagan painted on the walls. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they need to hear no. They do need to hear no. We do need disciplining. That's yeah. for sure. For sure. And Congress has not done that. Nope. And so presidents will continue to take advantage. So this is a quote, to take it back, meaning to take the power back of declaring war. They would probably have to make a very bold move. Good luck. Close quote. In the case of Trump and Iran, something like, quote, uh, passing a resolution like the House might might like the House might to tell Trump he can't launch missiles in Iran would be a bold move. So to put something that's like super concrete and specific and specific to the situation would be a way that they could try and take that back. But it's going to be like clawing out of a grave. Uh, that is that is a good with no arms for how I am. It's just clawing out of my own grave, mm. and I love that for me. Okay, yeah. let's round this out. So there are only two authorizations of military force on the books right now. Um, they're nearly 18 years old and arguably out of context with everything having to do with Iran. Thank you. In the years after September 11, 2001, terrorist attacks, Congress authorized President George W. Bush to battle Al Qaeda and. We've been doing that ever since, but very misled. Okay. As I've talked about. In 1983, SCOTUS rendered, quote, unconstitutional the War Powers Resolution provision that lets Congress approve concurrent resolutions ending military engagement, which a president has no opportunity to veto. So uh, that means that any attempt by Congress to end military engagement against a president's wishes now requires a two-thirds majority in both chambers to overcome a presidential veto. <laughs> and it has to be a bill that goes to the president. Right. And yeah. it's literally never happened. It's never happened. It's not happening. It's not going to happen. You know? Mm-hmm. I love that. And uh, so, yeah. So, like, to put this in context with why we made this this episode today, uh, stop 
stopping a war against Iran is impossible. <laughs> Unless, like, the Republicans hop on board. But even then, it's a long road. It's a long road because he doesn't have to listen to them. Like, he, he can essentially do, like, whatever he, what he pleases. pleases. Yeah. I mean, I guess the only thing that's sort of helpful in this sort of Iran escalation that's happened is like literally everybody else in the world has been like, uh, no, no. Mm -mm. don't go there, girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Don't you, don't you, I swear, uh-uh. Yep. There's like nobody who's like, yeah, if you go to Iran, we got you. Although They're I, like, you are, no. Mm -mm. I feel like that was true and is still true in some senses, but in another sense, I feel like if this was a if there was a different president that like you could get a Trudeau on board maybe for for like for, some aid for some something because they because of the, there were Canadian citizens that were killed so I, in the sure. downing of the commercial sure. airliner so I feel like before we knew that that was an accident yeah. and that Iran had down the plane and that there were people on board all of like a lot of whom were citizens from countries that we are allies with. Right, right, Like, right. they're, they're, everybody was like, excuse you? You yeah. killed who? Yeah. Which is why, I mean, like, I think that Iran has sort of laid low in the sense of this escalation is be probably because of that. You yeah. know, it's like, they didn't come out and were like, yeah, we shot it down. Yeah. What now? Yeah. They were like, I'm so sorry. I'm so uh, sorry. We're doing investigations. So, so sorry. Our bad. Our bad. Our bad. Our bad. <laughs> but also because they killed, you know, like the, um, for Soleimani. Soleimani? Mm -hmm. Yeah. For his, at his funeral, there were like people were in the streets. Oh, like yeah, even people who weren't like pro administration in Iran, they were like really like mourning this guy. And then like the, I'm not saying like all of the people turned, but like then the news shifted, the, like the coverage of the whole incident shifted to from like the people are really mad and they're like really want to take down the US and they're supportive of this general. And so they're becoming more supportive of the administration. Now it's like they're angry at the administration because they killed their own people. Mm -hmm. And so that also, I think, is a huge yeah. thing to flag because it would be much more intimidating and scary if you had an administration that was like like an Iranian administration that had like the full support of its country. Sure. That would sure. be. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen with Iran. I'm just sort of like, well, let's just take a breath. Mm hmm. And no more. Yeah. No more. We don't need this. We literally don't need this. No. It's like, we need to Marbury mood this Iran crisis. Like, yep. that's what we need to do. And we need to be like, look, okay, we're done. Yeah. All right? You stay over there. I'll stay over here. Whatever. Yeah. Like, just don't talk to each other. You know? Like, you know when you're, like, fighting with somebody and your teacher splits you up and you're like, you just don't talk. If, if she's bugging you, you don't talk to her. You just go on the other side of the room. You don't need to talk to her. Yeah. You don't need to respond. No. You no. Just go on the other side of the room. That's how I feel. Discipline. Yeah. That's 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 the theme of today's show is discipline. 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 Discipline your leaders. Come on. The takeaway from the show in regards to discipline is that there is none. There is none, and we need <laughs> some. Okay. Some, we need some. We need some grown-ups. Firm hands. A, a guiding eye. Whatever the metaphors are. Yeah. That's what we need. Oh man, but that's that's the War Powers Act. Yeah, I feel I feel informed. I feel uh, like you're not I, as angry as I thought you would be. I just don't want to go to 
war. I'm I not know. telling them. I'm just like, just, just, just don't do it. There's no reason to go to war. There was no reason to go to war. There's no reason to be in the war right now. No war. No. I think there are reasons to go to war. Well, I don't sure, think that any of right the now. wars that we are currently under or could potentially face coming down the yeah. pike that are like in our ether are, are wars mm-hmm. that we should be concerned about. No. no. No, of course. There's always a reason to go to war if like it presents itself. But like it's not presented itself since truly Nazi Germany. Yeah. Truly has it. Maybe the Cold War. Because they were like, the Russians were doing some weird shit with their missiles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I get that. You mm-hmm. know, they were like, Cuban Missile Crisis was like, all right, which for way sure. are you directing these things, you know? Right, for sure. Um, but other than that, I don't I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see it. I understand you want to fight communism and all that, but like, you're meddling. You're meddling. Yeah. And we don't need to do that no. anymore. We often misread those moments where it's like, you know what would be good here? I see there's tension. Let's insert some war. Let's just blow it up Let's just and blow it see up. how that works. Let's see what happens. Let's see how the yeah. pieces fall. I yeah. feel like those moments are often the moments where like diplomacy is needed. Oh my God, imagine. A 60 year old blonde woman would have been great. Oh my God, a convention. Uh, come on. Mm-hmm. Like literally anything. Call NATO. Do something. Yep. I don't know. Anyways, but that, my lovely listeners, is the episode for today. Uh, We love you so, so much, obviously. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. And please rate us, review us, subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.